Welcome to Nightcap with B. Brown, where we have candid conversations over cocktails. Tonight, we'll be discussing the LGBTQ plus experience beyond the flag. And joining me in the conversation, I have members of the community. So we'll begin by having them introduce themselves. Guests, thank you. Welcome. I'm going to ask you to state your name, share a little bit about yourself, and let the audience know how you identify. Hey guys, my name is Natalie, also known as Nat Nat. Um, I'm the co-owner of Island Girl Entertainment. Um, my nationality is British Jamaican. So I was born in England, but my parents are Jamaican. Um, been in the United States for over 22 years. Uh, my educational background is an associate in criminal justice and a bachelor's in business administration. And few hobbies I enjoy spending time with my family, especially the little ones, and also traveling. I don't identify myself as anything, to be honest with you. I'm just a woman that loves women. Okay. That's it. Who we got next? Go for it, Nate. All right. Uh, hey, y'all. Um, thanks for having me on the show, B. Uh, my name's Nick. Um, I'm out of Boston, Massachusetts. And um, right now I'm a senior at UMass Boston, about to graduate, y'all. Getting out of there. Hey. Um, hey. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and my work usually is centered around um, Black LGBT um, health and holistic care and mental health. And particularly, I am um, working for the visibility and advancement of care for uh, Black trans people and non-binary people. Hey everyone, my name is Kiana, um, also known as Key or Kiki. Uh, I am originally raised, well I'm raised in Boston. Uh, my background is of Guyanese descent. I am the owner of Kiana Couture, which is a women's fashion retail online boutique. And I am the uh, owner of uh, Island Girl Entertainment as well. Um, I have a bachelor's in communications with a uh, focus on video production, and I also have a master's in business administration with a focus on HR management and international business. Thanks for having me, B. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Also, if you have questions, put them in the comments. By the end of the show, we're going to answer one viewer's questions. And Ned, perfect segue. Since you said you don't identify the first question with jumping into the acronym. I'm gonna look at the paper because I don't need nobody coming after me. I'm asking of anything. LGBTQIA plus, that's a lot. Uh, do you feel as though it represents you and do you see yourself reflected within the community? Um, I definitely see myself reflected in the community, but I just don't identify myself as anything only because um, I'm a woman that loves women. I'm a woman that loves, uh, a, I can love a lesbian. I can potentially love a stud. I can potentially love just any kind of, you know, women. I'm just, I've been with men in the past. I don't consider myself bisexual because I know that I will not date a guy going on in the future. I just, I, I don't do that label. I don't do the labeling stuff. And me and Kiana had a, a conversation about it the other night. How'd that go? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, it was crazy. The thing is, it's it's I do uh, put factor myself in that you know the LGBTQ because um, it's representative of of who I am and what I am, and I am a uh, um, you know a, a female that likes females, and that's just it. Um, and, what does and, that represent you as? though? if you're a female that loves females, what what are you? Uh, you I mean, technically, right, I would be considered a lesbian. And a lesbian is defined as a woman who, you know, likes women. I just don't do the labels. I can't. And that's do okay. It. Everybody's it's different. It's either you're, you're, you're heterosexual or you're homosexual. And that's it. That's it. And, that, and that's a beautiful outlook to have. But you have to understand that in this community, there's so many derivatives of that you know, breakdown, LGBT, people are, there's a variety of us within, um, and, you know. What's yeah. the breakdown in heterosexual community? What happened? Oh, oh, oh. I can't speak for heterosexual okay. community because I'm not a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely say, yo, echo on what he said, yo, like, there, there's so much, like, like, diversity within, like, the LGBTQ community and plus community like I don't to be honest with you like I don't like I'm part of the plus part to be because like um I see the T I'm a part of the trans umbrella as as we would call it um but uh, as far as sexual orientation um, I'm pansexual I'm like I'm an all gender loving person and but you don't you don't see that part and we don't talk about that part either um and also there's like you know especially with men like loving other men is also a lot of stigma in our community especially the black community so like uh -huh. i think that's also hard so like it's a whole bunch of plus 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 over plus <laughs> I okay. so let's take it back to the beginning right the beginning of your journey uh-oh did she freeze yeah <laughs> Technical difficulties. You want to talk about our journey? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the show must go on. The show has to go on. Sorry about the interruption, everyone. Let's see what's happening. Give it a moment. So, what's the what's the what's the um you know side to cut you? But what's the you know, you say the, the the in the homosexual community, there's you know the LGBT community, whatever. In heterosexual, they're not labeled. So why do we have to be labeled? Can you answer yeah. that, Kiana? Oh, you want me to answer that? Oh, um, I mean, whoever. Um, in the, go ahead. I'll go after. Oh, go okay. ahead, Nick. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Go, Nick. Go. Let me just jump in. Yeah. I don't think necessarily. I think so. Here's the thing. I think movements come with labels. Coming back. Difficulty. We all still talking. Yeah, we still talking. We talking. Okay, thanks for holding down. Well, part of the question where you want. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come back to that, then. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> okay. So uh, okay. Nat just asked the question, um, why does, like, the LGBTQ plus community have to be labeled? Like, 
heterosexual people don't have labels. Um, and like, in a way I feel like, I feel where you coming from. Like, you know, sometimes labels like just put us in boxes, but like, like it's, I feel like what I was saying like before, like movements come with labels. Like it's like though that, that like stamping, like, you know, a name, you know, like, like straight people don't go through what we go through. So Definitely I think their fourth comes with the pride in the label that comes with it. But when it comes to like labeling people as you're this because you like this person, you're this because you like that person. Well, then I, I can't, I can't really say because overall it's just be a total acceptance, you know? And I agree with total acceptance. I would prefer, you know, no labels because like I said, it's a lot to even try to keep track of. And I know oh, people right. take sense to it when they uh, when you don't get it correct and part of the reason why i wanted to do this was i wanted people to have an opportunity to ask the questions that they may feel they don't want to offend because you don't know how to approach right so i agree i i, I agree with you I'm actually with the no labels but i didn't know if it was offensive to not um not classify or not label yeah 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 I don't so I guess it's just a personal a preference. A part of a group that I have to be a label of. I'm not labeled. I'm me. I'm Natalie. I'm a woman. And I just love women. And that's just you don't want to. I'm sorry. You got to take that back real quick. You said you don't want to be a part of a group. Well, I don't want to be labeled. Just labeled. I'm a okay. woman. Like I said before, I'm a woman that loves women. And that's just it. Period. And that's completely, that's completely understandable. extended on top of that. That's completely understandable. I just think that, you know, when it comes to identities and things of that nature you just have to take it back from where we came from and where we are today because okay. we weren't even recognized at one point and we were you know frowned upon and things of that nature so we are grouped differently um you know it's sad it, but it's sad that we're grouped differently you it, know? it is but you know it's, it the, same is, as you know? it's the same so, as racism you know what i mean that's kind of how i look at it you know it's the same thing well, go ahead, B. I don't want y'all to get to argument amongst yourselves in the community, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm gonna cause the controversy. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so, in terms of your journey and coming out, was that a hard experience for you? Well, for me, it was definitely hard because I have um, Caribbean parents, and honestly, they don't play that shit. I'm being honest. Um, I hid it for a long, a long time. And um, honestly, recently, maybe seven years ago, I uh -huh. had to come out to my parents because I was tired of hiding who I am. And it's up to them to accept me. If you do, you do. I had to realize if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. I mean, they don't accept it, but they love me. And that's all that matters to me, you know? Um, my parents are my world, my mom, especially my mom, she's my world. And as long as she loves me, I'm good with it. Okay. But it was definitely hard. And it took a long time for me to actually come out to my parents. For myself, I actually, I don't know. I, I, I too come from a Caribbean background. Um, I, it's not something that I really hid to be honest with you, because I kind of like had to go through life's journey to mm -hmm. really determine and make sure, not make sure, but really determine like who, who I am. And um, when I finally came out, um, so to speak, 
to my mom. My mom was the first person that I actually came out to. And, um, you know, I literally sat her down. I took her out to dinner and, um, you know, sat her down and just let her know this is the deal. And, and it was, it was interesting because she chuckled and, you know, she was, you know, one of the most, um, understanding, uh, free spirited, you know, people to give the response that she did, which was, you know, we're, you know, everybody has their own life and, um, you know, I can't control what you do or, you know, what, you know, whatever. Um, and so it was a positive experience for me down the line. She did ask me like, are you sure? And I was like, um, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Um, my dad, it was a little bit harder, a little bit more of a difficult, um, uh, this situation for me, um, being that, um, his sister is, um, is, is gay. And, um, you know, I, I kind of heard him make some comments throughout my years. And, um, because of that specifically, I was kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of difficult. And he ended up actually hearing it from someone else, um, in the family that I was, and he came, he presented it to me. He was like, you know, I heard such and such, is this true? And I literally uh-huh. broke down in tears and I was like, yes, it is true. And the reason why I didn't tell you is because I didn't think you would accept me. He was like, you know, you're my child and I love you and I'll always accept you. And ever since then it was, you know, perfect. So. Awesome. Nick, how about yourself? Um, so I came out to my uh, family when I was like 11, maybe. Um, I knew right away I was a queer baby. Um, and uh, it was a difficult process, like, you know, especially in the Black African-American communities, um, you know, you, you're too young to even think about these things. Uh, but I, I knew who I was at that time um, as a young person. And um, I kind of had two coming outs, uh, like, you know, as, like my sexual orientation, like, and also um, being transgender. Um, which was, I think, the most difficult for my family um, to uh, learn to grasp with, and um, and to and, and to kindle that relationship again, and to rekindle mm-hmm. that relationship again. Um, it was most hard on my mother. Uh, she had a lot of expectations on like, um, this is my child. I want to see this child walk down an aisle one day, and I was like. I, I, I wanted to feel bad for so long, but I was like, I gotta do me because if I don't do me, I'm I'm gonna be I, it's I'm not gonna be here because a lot of LGBT people aren't here today because they can't be out um, and can't be happy being their authentic self and trans people, especially Black trans people. So I had to take the, the leap and be like, Yo, you come first. Um, but it was hard, especially in college. It was hard. Um, but I, I gotta say, like, I met key in my young years, I, you know, I was 17. And so when you see like older um, and black um, women who are also like in the LGBT community, like, that does something for a young person that says like, you can, you, you've got people out here like you, and you're still gonna be alive to do what you need to do in this world. And um, that's why I also appreciate key and that as my family, because like, and our energies are so different, but like, but we're always family and we accept each other and love each other. And that, that's a part of the LGBTQ community too, because we have that connection that I think is just so unique. Um, so yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you for sharing. Has mm-hmm. anyone faced discrimination or prejudice? Please share an experience. I believe I have. Only, uh, 
Um, I honestly, I really haven't per se. Um, you know, on on social media, sometimes I come across like, for instance, the other day I came across one of my my friends who I've known for a, a, quite some time, and and he made a post. Um, he recently transitioned to I, I think it became Muslim or something of that nature, and he made a post and um, he stated that you know he's so sick and tired of seeing um, uh, homosexuals on television, and he was like, you know, you guys be careful. Um, Netflix is showing all these shows with uh, homosexual relationships and things of that nature, and he's like, I'm sick of it. And I was like, well, <laughs> okay, as you're coming through my feed, dear friend, you know what I mean? Oh, did he automatically and get the block? <laughs> uh, no, I I literally had to, you know, let him know like how I felt, and he was like, you know, it's nothing personal right. against you, key, da da da. Um, and you know, I just kind of left it at that, you know. Um, well, let's talk about that. If if is it nothing personal against you because of the close relationship? How did how is how does someone differentiate? Between and I think that's what it is. For I think that's what it was for him, okay. because we've hung out. He he's he's known. You know what I mean? All these years, um, but. I don't know. Okay. So now you said no, Nick. Oh, I'm just guy, it's, it's just so crazy how they just, I don't know, we're human, you know, we're people. Like, just because we like the same sex, like, what's the big issue? I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I just people think it's the unknown and people fear what they don't know. Right. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of stories about dating mishaps within uh, this community, specifically between lesbians, right? What are some challenges, or women who like women, what are some challenges uh, dealing with dating and relationships in the community? I don't have any challenges, man, because when you date a woman, excuse me. <laughs> 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 um you said you've heard some some stories right um yeah. i mean like what kinds of stories right <laughs> kind of like just you know it's very intense dealing with um two females it, it moves rather quickly Oh, the U-Haul lesbian. It's just like a kind of almost like a soap opera, <laughs> so to speak. It's true. I can't you know, agree with that. I, I, what? Oh, you can't agree with what she's saying. I think that there, there's definitely a lot of that. Um, I don't. I think it's more so because um, women are in tune with women. We know what women want because we are a woman ourselves, and and so because of that it tends to go a lot quicker. I mean, you know, as you get older, you, you know, you realize exactly like the value in a relationship and, you know, the steps that you have to take in order to grow with a person. But when you're, you know, sort of young and, and um, sort of learning and things of that nature, um, it's more so because you're um, sort of experiencing things for the first time. And, you know, this woman knows exactly what it is that you want because she's a woman herself. And so you guys click and, you know, you almost feel like your best friends and, you know, at the same time you can be lovers and then boom, you realize that you didn't build on it, you know, and you didn't you actually to get to know Correct. the person and then it all just crashes. You have to be friends first. You literally can't just jump into something with a woman. You literally have to be friends first. I feel like that foundation 
will that relationship last for forever? Be honest with you. You have to know. as in a heterosexual relationship. Any relationship about right now. You know, I, I just think that, you know, we have this particular experience as like LGBTQ folk and like when we find that like personally like, oh, you get me. Cause you know, everybody else you know, don't get me. Like, it's like, okay, bing bang. Right. Like that validation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. I agree. That, that's that, that's what happens. I don't, I don't think it's, um, and I think I can talk to them to this when we're talking like in, in about women, because like I used to, I was socialized as a woman growing up, you know? And this was about a part of my past. Um, <laughs> so, um, like that, those things are just true. Like when you, when you find people who have similar experiences, like you tend to jump just all in, no matter no matter the sex. You just you know, no relationship. You jump all in. Yeah. Okay. So this question actually came from. Um, social media where would I forget which site but I recently aired a show on sexual liberation right and in there we talked about sex toys which has gained popularity in the recent years but have always been known to be regular accessories of use in the LGBTQ plus community um, so is that true because this this quote this came from another lesbian and they wanted you to name your favorite toy. You recommend others you had one. Okay. It's so crazy because within my sexual experience, I don't really, we don't really use toys. I mean, if we do, it's probably once every six months, to be honest with you. So I'm not technically into the toy thing. And I, I agree, you know, I'm not into the toy thing either. Um, you know, yes, I do own a toy, literally right. a toy, um, but it's not something that, you know, I'm not an avid user of, of a uh-huh. toy or toys. Um, some people, you know, depend on that, for instance, the strap on, if we want to get, you know, more definitive, you know, in, in you know, female relationships, that's one of the things that they tend to use the most, I would say, is the strap on. And, you mm-hmm. know, not every relationship or not every female relationship uses the strap on, you know, and, and, and personally, my personal experience, me, I, I don't, it's not something that I turn to, you know, it's not, I'm a lesbian for a, a reason, you know, I, I, I like women for a reason, you know, I don't ah. need things to kind of like, yeah, it's, it's cool to kind of accentuate, you know, your sex, your sex life and things of that nature, but for me, it's not necessary. That's the conversation we've had of using strap ones. We was trying to understand if you are with women because you like the anatomy, whatever the case may be, how does that then come into it? But then I also guess it's just like wanting to introduce something into the relationship. Gotcha. So the, the culture, right? We know it's powerful and y'all got some pull in these streets. How do you think the culture varies from region to region within within the United States? So like, for instance, pride is celebrated differently from city to city or members of the community in San Fran differ from those, the culture different from those in Atlanta. How do you see it differ? I think it's universal. 
no matter where you go or where you are. I think the key differentiators with that tends to be the city. That's just really what it boils down to. You know, for instance, I'm originally from Boston and I can tell you right now, the Boston community doesn't really have a whole lot of, you know, maybe you have some, you know, gay bars and things of that nature here and there, you know, maybe you have a club or two, but there's, you know, no major spot like, yo, I'm going around on Thursday night. We got, that's the spot. You know, it's, it's, there's uh -huh. nothing like that. It's a smaller city. Um, whereas you have bigger cities like San Fran and New York, you know, people are excited to go to New York Pride. People are excited to go to DC Pride. People Miami. are excited to go to Atlanta Pride. Sweet you know, heat. Sweet yeah. heat. Miami is one of the standards for Miami. Sweet Heat and uh, Girl, there's another one. I can't think of the name. But because they're major cities, they're bigger. People tend to like to go where there's a whole lot of women or a whole lot of men all at one time. Okay. I think that's what it is. Y'all pretty much agree? Facts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. like, I'm going to... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Boston is whack. He was right. Boston is whack. <laughs> None. None. And the thing is, like, when they, when they do have something, it's just for white gay men. And like, I'm like, where, right. where, where exactly. the LGBT community, especially, you know, black folks, people exactly. of color. Exactly. You know, but even, even in the community that we live in right now, we live in um, a community which is, um, I would consider a gay community, a lot of um, homosexual men. And when they have pride in Wilton Manors, it's majority for the guys. It's not, I wouldn't say it's for the lesbians. So mm -hmm. Sweet Heat, Miami is- For it's girls, for women. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's a movie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoyable. Okay. So it just really depends where you are, you know? Okay. Let's lighten it up a little bit, right? So slang in your community often influences pop culture. What are some terms you use amongst your friends that are that are unique to the culture? And let me see if I can guess what they are. <laughs> um, I don't know that there's anything outside of um, what do you call it? The terms. Nick, can you think of anything? Like words that we use within our culture. Uh huh. So like you mentioned U-Haul. Oh, probably like the only thing I can think of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a traditional one, like you heard that for eons. Okay, well, I'm gonna go through some that I found and then let okay. me see, you tell me what they mean. Okay, right? okay. okay. Pillow princess. <laughs> <laughs> a pillow princess is basically a female who um, lies in, in, in the bedroom um they lie down on the pillow and they just like to receive pleasure they don't do anything else <laughs> and that's the best that's are it. they classified as a lesbian show or they, women, no, no. i mean i don't know but that is that is what that, that is like, a... <laughs> like... <laughs> okay i had you all lesbian on my list but you already touched upon that um a hundred footer haven't heard that one. Yeah, I haven't heard that one either. Wanna take a guess? Um, is it talking about cock at all? Penis, long penis. You know, I didn't even think about that. No, it was. 
obviously gay or lesbian person that's visible from a hundred feet away. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. Gator. Gator. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, okay. but okay. <laughs> Daikon. Daikon. You teaching me some stuff. Facts. Facts. <laughs> okay. Well, a celebrity woman who is seen as an icon by lesbians, but may or may not be a lesbian herself. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Egg. Egg. What is it? Yep, like E G G. Ah, you got me. Well, you got me. <laughs> 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 okay, card. Um, a transgender person who hasn't realized they're trans yet. Okay, the last one is switch or verse. Go ahead, Kiana. Handle that one. She got me. I'm hung up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A person who enjoys both popping and bottoming or being dominant and submissive. Oh, you said switch or verse. Oh, oh, don't act like you know that. <laughs> like you can't come across. <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So what are some stereotypes associated with the community that you hate? Let's talk about those. One of the stereotypes that that I dislike is that, um, you know, if you are a stud, which there are, of course, are probably a million definitions to the term stud. What is uh, a stud? Oh, brother, here we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Please define that. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, a stud, a stud really is basically a to me, right? Personally, my personal opinion, mm -hmm. a stud is a female that likes to dress in male clothes. So that would person to be me. I'm not a stud. I'm not. I'm a tomboy. What's the difference between a stud and a tomboy? Mm, a stud is a little bit go ahead. Nate. A tomboy, I feel like, isn't regarding sexuality. It's just a woman who likes to dress masculinely. But stud is a masculine woman who likes other women. Correct. I mean, I don't agree, but that, but you're that's also no. Yeah, that's yeah, all. Yeah, you're yeah, also yeah, no yeah. label. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it? What I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. What was the question again? Oh, okay. So stereotype yeah. that you hate. It's your time. So we can you can tell us to stop calling it. And all these things. What are the stereotypes that you hate? So, so yeah. So I was gonna say that, um, you know, traditionally, I feel like I've heard that women um, <laughs> who are 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 classified as studs don't like to do anything in the bed, or they don't like to receive in the bedroom. Is and, that a stud um, or is that a butch? And that's the thing. I mean, it depends. Some people would say that it could be potentially stud because you have women who are studs who are very very masculine right right and they don't and it's the same with with butch i mean but the thing is is like with butches the term butch was the first term that right. was created so to speak when you know our lifestyle was sort of being developed right. so i feel like the term butch stem it's more it's built Personally, I feel like it's built for individuals who were 
like back during that time. It's kind of like an old word. You know old what I mean? School. Like it's, old school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like for me, like for instance, like I always say, I'm, I'm women that a woman that loves woman. Um, a lot of Jeez. people look at me and be like, "Oh, she might not want to be touched. Oh, this and that." No, I'm a woman first, first. Okay, and um. Within my sexual experience, I want you to touch everything. Don't not touch everything. Definitely. So a lot of people will think, oh, you know, that's why I say I can't categorize myself as this or that because I'm just a woman that loves women. I love to be felt. I love to be touched. I love to be rubbed on. I love caressing. I love all of that. Just because I dress this way doesn't categorize me, you know? You know, I'm down with that for sure. Stereotypes about in the LGBT community, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Yep, stereotypes associated with the community, yep. Well, for one, since we're gay, we're all gay for everyone. You know, don't be scared because we in the same bathroom as you or, you know, um, either, especially as trans people, like, like you know, like, we just here being humans, you know, our sexual orientation has nothing to do with us being a human. Um, I think also like it's it's just it's just so common, I mean, especially for like the society to like look at trans people and like you just you know not not see them for who they are. And I mean like it's not a stereotype, but stereotypes are like a part of generalizations and discrimination. Like they're not all true, you know, and like I just think the stereotype of trans people not knowing who they are. And that's where like, you know, it's dangerous for us because you're not validating who we are when we say who we are. And um, just like in like any other situation, like in the LGBT community, not validating who we say we are. So it's just, and it makes it just hard. So I think that, that those are just two point, two stereotypes that just really hurt my nerves, grinds my gears. <laughs> okay so let's talk about family right and same-sex parenting H- how do you feel about that do you want a family what what barriers do you think you'd face in achieving that if any jump in Nick. well for me uh, i mean just i want a family real bad uh, i want to be a pop. Um, I think one, health insurance is a really big part of it. Um, being trans, like making that decision, like what do I want to do with my body and what's going to make me happy? But at the end of the day, like, is it really important to have someone that looks like you or just have someone that I can call, you know, Nick Jr. or you know, Little McCaskill, whoever you are, you know? Um, and also, I feel like, you know, I would like to adopt one day um, and what that potentially looks like being trans and being queer at the same time. like adoption systems not cool like it's not easy for us if we want to get through like it is for straight people um so i sure want to have a family one day and i want a partner one day i think that's being trans and having a partner like that's some that's a really that's a hard hard uh you know thing to swallow but i eventually want want to have that and i think it's possible so it is possible most definitely Personally, um, I've never um, had that maternal feeling to want a child. It's just me. I never really wanted kids. I never 
my God, everybody, you know, graduating high school, that's the first thing they did. They were like, forget college. I want a kids. I want, I want kids. I want family. No. Or I want to get married. You know, no. For me, I, I had another agenda. My agenda was college. But, you know, I, I just never had that. And so, yeah, have I thought about it? Yes, I have. And, um, you know, have I thought about uh, going the route of maybe artificial insemination or adopting? Yes, I have. But at the end of the day, honestly, I think for me, what it all boils down to is is the world. And I just feel like I don't want to, one, either bring a child into this world, being that the world is the way that it is, or um, if I do, um, you know, have a child, it would be by way of adoption, you know, a child mm-hmm. that's already here and just and basically giving them a life. You know, I just, I just know what life all entails and the separation and the things that we all have to go through. And I just don't want to mm-hmm. feel like I'm going to bring a child into this world and just have them go through that. And that's just really what it is for me. I agree with Kiana. Um, I, I love kids. <laughs> She would tell you, I love them to death. Like, they're my hearts, they're my babies. Every time you see Nat, you see a child with Nat. But um, um, I used to want kids. But nowadays, I don't because of exactly what she said, the way the world is right now. I'd rather adopt a child that's already here and take Mm -hmm. care of that child and grow that child. Um, For me to bring it, for us to bring a child into this world, I'm just, I'm not on it as much as I used to. I'm not. This world is just, I don't want my child to endure the, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the, the child that I adopt, I will love, I will adore, and I wouldn't want her or him to endure the things of this world, but the child is already here. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if the child is already here, can't take that back. But for me to bring a child or us to bring a child into this world, no. That's a good way to look at it. So we come to the last call where we're going to answer some viewer questions. And we have two that I see. Thank you for all the comments. We are able to read them. The guests can go back and answer the ones we don't get to. The two we're going to choose, we're going to start with Kayla Rochelle. I'm going to put it right here on the screen and you'll be able to see it. I'm going to go yes, ahead and I answer do. that. Yes, I do. Oh, go yes, ahead. Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Honestly. I was probably gonna say four, four or maybe five when I realized that I was gay. I had uh, definitely, you know, um, I was molested when I was younger by a girl. And I believe that has a lot to do with how I am today. And um, probably at the age of four or five, I had a strong inclination to women. And it's always been that way. So it doesn't matter the age. You can know when you're two, when you're three. I agree. And Nick, I believe you did. You said you came up when you were 11, right? That's when you notified. Yeah, I told my parents when I was 11. Um, But like, even like, you can look it up. Like, it's written in psychology journals. Like, young children know their gender and they know their sexual orientation by a certain age. And it's younger than what most parents think it actually is. And the thing is, like, when they say mommy, daddy, parent, guardian, hey, I'm this, you got to be on board because you want your kid to be able to keep going. And that's what Wade's son, like Wade is doing. And I think that's a great example of what you should be doing as a heterosexual parent, you know? So. And you you have to support your kids. You have to know that, you know, you have to let your kids know that you love them no matter how they are because 
at the end of the day, they're still human. You know, this is just, it's not a choice. It's really not, a, everybody thinks it's a choice. It's really not a choice. It's just something that you were born into and you have to love your child regardless of how they are, you know? And a lot of people don't understand that. They, they turn against their children because they're gay. I don't get mm -hmm. that. It really hurts, my, you know, it hurts my heart. It really does. Also, I just want to real quick correction. Uh, Wade has a daughter who's trans. He, he, she's not. She's a she. But I just wanted to let that let, let you know that. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Definitely. Our final question for. Well, I have one final question. So this will be the second to final question from mm -hmm. Carrie and Park. Why do people think it's necessary to hide their sexuality with the opposite sex? So this must be the down low thing. I didn't think that was really a thing. Still. I think what it is, it just boils down to um, like this uh, community just recently started this, com what? yeah, come, yeah, yeah, come on in. Yeah, she, apparently she's, uh, she's, she's out. Sorry guys. She's joining me. Um, <laughs> So I think what it all boils down to is people, uh, this community is just now kind of coming into its development. You know, um, there's lots of things that's happened, but um, it kind of started, it, of course it started way, I, I believe, you know, this culture started way back in the day, you know, I mean, way, but I'm talking as far as like development, the flag, acceptance, things of that nature. So I think people are still trying to, um accept it um and that's just really what it boils down to why do people think it's necessary to hide their sexuality with the opposite sex because it's still something that still people are still learning to accept it okay. i'm just gonna say it ain't safe it ain't safe it ain't safe okay my last question go ahead okay no it's not safe you got more to say on that go ahead no, no, no. Go for the last question. Go for the last question. Okay, okay. How can allies be more supportive? Aside from us just saying we support equal rights, go go community, what could we actually be doing? There's so many things that are in the community that you can be actively involved in. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Island Girl Entertainment is actually creating a group for uh, young children who, ch children, I would say, uh, you know, people who are under the age of 21, who are um, not confident in their sexuality, who are, um, you know, who haven't come out to their uh, friends or their families. And um, it's going to basically be a support group for those individuals. And we are going to be meeting, you know, every so often so that these individuals can come together and, and we can help build, you know, help them develop certain skills so that they can be comfortable within within themselves. So it's things like that. Um, you know, if you can, you know, if you're, uh, you can be involved in things like that, you know, participate. Um, and, and there are certain events that, that go on, for instance, you know, in pride, there's vendors, you can come out and, you know, um, support us that way, you know, you know, just as an example. Okay. Um, for me, I, I'll definitely say, uh, like, you gotta show allyship. Um, for one, it's an action. You just don't say it. Um, like I, I, you know, I'm just gonna give B a cookie. Like having things like this, like um, a panel with queer people to voice their 
um, who they are. It lets the world know more information. Um, do do your homework. Um, go 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 digging with for the questions you ask. You know, um, use the right pronouns with trans people. Right. Right. I'm I'm big on that. Yeah, I'm big on that. Yeah. And I know the pronoun they is hard, but just try. Just yeah, try. just try. Yeah. I mean, and 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 you know, when I'm speaking about uh, you know, Nick, for instance, you know, I may um uh like for instance, I you know, I mentioned Nick to my mom, and my mom would say, Yeah, she came over our house one time, and I'm like, Ma, you know, um, just as a reminder, you know, she is now a he. So you have to make sure that you're you're careful um with the the, the those words um and the way that you um you know, the way that you speak. So yeah. and I, I think, agree. You know, at the end of the day, we're all coming from a place of learning, you know. Yeah, Correct. definitely. Correct. You no, know? but as long as you try, that's all that matters. Yeah, you know? try. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate you joining me and having this conversation. I definitely know you've given great information and it was informative for myself. I've learned some things. Are there any final thoughts you want to leave with the audience? Just be here, be you all the time. That's all you can do. Yeah, I agree. You know, support those uh, individuals um, who are around you um, that you know may be struggling with their identities and, you know, um, confidence and coming out of the closet. Um, I do see in, in the comments, Sophia asks, what are the struggles, if anything, of being Black and of the LGBT community? Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I I know that's a whole other topic, but it's definitely something that I want to touch on. Um, Go ahead, you can do touch on that. Um, I think f- f- being black and gay. Um, go ahead. I think it's 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 two in you know it's two things. It's 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 you're black <laughs> and you're gay. <laughs> so. Um, I think it's the same though. If you think about it, it stems back to like just the same as racism. You know, it's, it's the same thing. You know, um, you have people who are out there who just like, um, people who are out there that are black and people out there that are in, in, in other cultures or other races that come at you and that ask certain things. And as far as the community itself, they have no idea of the things that we have to encounter as gay individuals. Um, but I think ultimately it's, it's really the same thing. You know, you put two things together. It's, it's, it's just like racism. Um, I don't know if there's any major struggles, but it, that's my response. Go ahead, Nick. I'd like to touch on that. Um, as a black, black community, like, we need to stick back with each other, y'all, because like LGBT problems, black LGBT problems are black problems in general. And I think that one thing we have a struggle with because you know we got Christians saying that like we aren't supposed to be here but when we think about it Christianity wasn't our religion to begin with <laughs> you know it was just something that came over here to enslave us and we let it seep into our community and therefore all these labels becomes dividers and that's not what it's supposed to be of. Right. that's what black resilience and excellence is about so I think, you know, if, if we're talking about what are the struggles in the LGBT community, like, you know, and being black, we need to talk about like, how we're going to end heterosexism and, and transphobia in the black community, you know, because we all a community at the end of the day. I agree. Thanks, Sophia. 
<laughs> that wraps up our show. Thank you to my guests. Thank you to um, the audience. Continue to put your questions in the comment sections. So they can go back and then they can connect and answer them there. Don't forget to follow, like, and share so that you'll be notified when a new episode airs. And to my guests, again, thank you so much for being candid, for being open, and I appreciate you sharing your time and your experience with me. Thank you for having us, us. Miss B. Brown. We appreciate you. Definitely. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you.